Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down classic hip hop albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on each and every one. Because Mm -hmm. to me, at least, that's all we've got. Well, it's more that the album, (laughs) the album is important, right? In terms of the music project, singles are all fine. And if you into singles, I totally get it. But after doing this for a couple of years, I noticed that the way I perceive music is more how it fits into the album and the album experience. That's what makes a song good or bad more so than the single. Now, the single is totally fine and you have your moments where you want to bump it. But... I don't know. If you listen to a song in an album, it's hard to look at it the same as if you see the single per se. So I often dodge the singles before the new albums we review because I don't even but want to hear them. But often, like after, like we review, like or or during the review process, if there's a song that like I particularly like, like I will save it and like add it to like a playlist that like is just like but, fun songs. And so I do listen to them like by I, themselves. I well, well, it's different. I think. That you come across a song you like and you want to put it out there versus a song that gets released and marketed as a single versus an album that is a collection of songs that are in theory meant to go together in some way. And then there's an experience. So, Like I think the songs themselves tell like a singular story, but they continue like the storyline, the overall arching storyline and like the theme. But like I guess what I'm trying to say is if the first time you hear the song is going to be as a single and you get a perspective one oh, okay. of it and then when you listen to the album and you come across that very same single you may still feel you like understand whatever. the whole message but it, it's just different with the song before it and after it than it is without that experience that's all i'm trying to say so i think albums are important just in general and there's an art to them and given the amounts of attention given to albums on youtube this is why we do what we do over here and hopefully more love gets given and shit um anyway all that to say our whole credential scheme comes from just having done this for a while i mean this is like episode 90 something so that's a lot of classic albums we've gone through we've nearly hit 100 which is like yeah, I, remember, I feel like we should have like a, a cake or something at 100. <laughs> I remember like our original list of classic albums was 112 albums, and we have barely hit that list because everybody's made us do different things. But there's also like I think the more that we've we've done, the more that we've discovered, the more we've discovered because of what we've discovered. Absolutely. So I think that it's that's like kind a, of part of it too, is that we are seeing and finding new artists that we want to review. And we're also only hit the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion. Um, but still, so that's. That's all of our credentials, meaning that you're probably a bigger expert than we are in certain areas of this or in t- today. I didn't even say it yet. We're reviewing Blue and Exiles. Give I don't me even flowers. think we introduced ourselves, actually. I, well, still, Blue and Exiles. Give me flowers while I can still smell them. This absurdly long titled album. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And yeah, the reason we are reviewing Blue and Exiles. Give me flowers while I can still. Well, I think they, they just call it sometimes. Give me my flowers, and then oh, it's I've, give me and, my flowers. Holy shit! I'm missing that whole word the whole time. Yeah, so sometimes I've sometimes I've seen it like just listed as that, and then obviously like it is the, the longer title. While I can still smell them. But yeah. Either way, um, this is a patron driven request from the newcomer, Mr. Jonathan Barnes, mm-hmm. who. 
After incessantly commenting, a whole bunch got us to actually review previously an older blue album, uh, Below yep. the Heavens. Um, but before we get all into that world, we're going to just say that we love the comments. And um, if you do have anything you want to say along the way, feel free to leave a comment. Tell us about your experiences. Like some of the coolest things is just to see your passion as a fan and what makes you like that person. And then it makes me want to like that person. How did you discover more. them? And like, what does it mean to you? Or like yeah so um we do care a lot about the comments and last week we took the time and what did we review bunny oh you always put me on the spot with these things i, I never know, remember what, I never... Like, what we review <laughs> <laughs> i know it's fair um i can't oh, ruby ibarra yeah we of did course. ruby ibarra circuit 91 and in that review we talked a bit about the religious symbol banning laws in quebec and mm. lindell williams commented you mentioned that they were banning all religious symbols in canada we said quebec yeah just quebec and th this is something that's come up before has been like a hot topic before like but this is obviously like a, a let um, like a a less extreme version of it um but still like it's, it's still a real thing in like the this laws. is like a pauline marois kind of situation basically that's the old government person english people yeah. didn't like everybody was like oh she's like hitler ah yeah we have we have our own little dramas that you've never heard of because <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> and they're all Quebec. in french so nobody reads their news yeah they don't write about it in english very much it kind of sucks when it comes to election time but the united states is also starting to sing that same tune of banning religious items the state of california is trying to pass a law to ban the selling of all bibles in their state wow that's fucked up this will probably bring about a trickle-down effect to other states that's weird the idea you can't sell like, a yeah. Yeah, that would just be crazy. Like how, or maybe like they're just for free. But like, I mean, I think oh. that's like a violation of, of rights. Is that, you know, like religious rights, not being able to have like access to like religious practices and stuff. Like if you can't get a Bible and you want to. It's like, California that's, though. Yeah, they're but that's still like, fuck, that's, that's like world, world rights. That's they not, are past religion, Bonnie. It's all fine and dandy and you can be spiritual and whatever. But I mean, people, if they want, they should still be able to have the Bible. I, I don't know. I don't have a real... I don't know enough about the situation. But still, I love these kinds of comments because, again, we don't get that kind of information very often. Um, give us one second. A cat has broken into the room. So I'm going to go resist. close what the door. All right. Um, given the choice of in or out, the cat chose in, which means she'll, she might meow later on and stuff. Whatever. Uh, so I think we just go give a special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Lindell Williams, the same guy, and Jonathan Barnes, the dude who requested the video. So on that yes. note, Bonnie, what album are we reviewing since I can't even say the title correctly? <laughs> well, folks, this week we are reviewing Blue and Exile. Give me my flowers while I can still smell them, which came out September 4th, 2012, but it's was not. leaked um, on the online, on the interwebs in 2011. 2009, I thought, I saw. Um, I only found 2011. I saw that it originally came out in an unmixed way in 2009, but prior to this, and then it got, like, fixed up and put out properly for, like, commercial sale in 2012. Or maybe, maybe it was leaked twice, if you can only imagine. Maybe. Um, still, this is the part of the show where we like to contextualize the familiarity with the artist, because I think that kind of stuff matters. The more you know of the work of a person, the more you can appreciate what they do, the longer you're a fan of it, the deeper understanding of this have, the more you know of their history, the more you can understand where they're coming from on a project. And so that's the part of the show. So, Bonnie, how long have you known about Blue in Exile? Um, 
I mean, we we have done what is it? Below the heavens, I think we was did the, below the heavens was the the album that we did. So I mean, we've come across him before. Um, so I kind of like knew what I was, you know, going in for. I knew what kind of album I was, or I assumed I knew what kind of album I was going to be getting. And I feel like it did not. Um, I mean, it lived up to like what I thought it was going to be. Um, well, that's the review, folks. We can't yep. Go Bye, guys. So, no. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I mean, that's that's what I know of him. Am I? He's he's very lyrical and like emotional and kind of whiny a bit. So um, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of he's what blue. I was expecting. He's blue. Wow. wow. Um, so. <laughs> This is now going to be the fourth blue review, um, the third blue in exile review. So what happened was is I think it was Jonathan Barnes and he commented a lot, like like <laughs> six or seven times. And personally, I loved it because every time he commented, it gave us points. And I was like, keep on coming. And sometimes I get very whimsical and I just decide that's it. We're going to we're going to do this one. It's just on the spot, like most of the time. Most of the time, but like with greater frequency, means that chances of it happening is higher. And then if you ask Jonathan Barnes, I guess it happened. So we did below the heavens, but part of it is because what also came out that weekend was some other album that was like in a time span before Below the Heavens, almost like the album that led to it. Mm -hmm. So we also reviewed that, but without Bonnie, that was back when Prophet Tree was still with us and I did that with Chris Chrome. And then a couple of weeks ago, Blue and Oh No dropped the project, a very long titled Red Hot Summer Los Angeles. You, you guys, he, he, he likes long titles, I think. It was a long title. I'm not even going to try to get it right. So I reviewed that recently, and I was like, that shit was pretty fucking cool because like, the album kind of told a story track over track. Like you... It, it, like the first few songs create this context for the environment the the hood in la type shit and then it just kind of takes you through a whole scenario of a guy who ends up in jail and then mike holden that's right holden spelt like how my holden is spelt um <laughs> showed up and commented there so mike holden you're the shit if you watch this you're my favorite <laughs> one uh but honestly that blue and oh no album 2019 release absolutely ridiculous i highly recommend it to anybody on this review who comes and has not yet heard it um also just because i guess um i got curious uh what happened to blue like what's his career about and apparently like he's dealt with depression a whole bunch and there was this period of time where he was just like leaking shit like just putting out songs without permission and like I don't I don't really understand cuz like everywhere you go there's lots of articles describing how he had like kind of breakdowns and you know things just weren't very consistent i believe at some point he went to an institute i might be wrong about that i'm like i think all of that well, i mean was all around this album because yeah. I think that the chaos of all of that was, I think, around when this album was made. Well, you and kind a bit of beyond. get that. I mean, I mean, when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, this is the ramblings of a madman. Well, not like a madman, but like somebody who's like, kind of like gone off the deep end a little bit. But yeah, and, and but you know, and obviously he needed some help, and like this helped him. I think you know he he helped like work through. I think a lot of things, but I mean, he obviously still needed a lot of help. 
Yeah, but like, um, I don't know. It's it must have been just a crazy experience to be a blue fan at this time going through it. Cause like I read this article that timeline like shit like, and then Blue released this song, and then within like an hour, Exile pulled it down, or this one put out this, and this one pulled it down, and like he like I don't know like it just seemed like such. Was a, it like a like? Were like Blue and Exile having like arguments, but like between I, themselves, like them? I don't actually know enough about that, but it just seemed like Blue was releasing material that he maybe didn't have permission to be releasing. He, he does seem a little bit impulsive. So I just thought it was like his story looks like super interesting. So I guess my request to y'all is, if you know of like a great documentary, documentary, I don't say that word right, Definitely. or like blog yeah. or something that really breaks it down proper, I would love to learn more about it. But either way, what led us to here was Jonathan Barnes apparently loves hearing what we have to say about Blue so much that he wanted us to talk about give me my flowers while I can still smell them. And that's what we're going to do. As far as the title goes, it's an interesting idea, um, right? Because you like what is my flowers it's pretty open i mean it's maybe just literally flowers but it's also the idea like you can't like you got to stop and smell the flowers yeah exactly kind of appreciates the shit in your life and all that and stuff i also like to be like in touch with like nature i think that he's you know seeing that you know if, as long as he's alive and he can smell the trees and well and you know smell the flowers and whatever then you know it's all good but it's also the give me my flowers like i don't have them like I don't, I don't have the basic appreciations of shit. Like, like it's almost like, give, give, like, like I'm not satisfied. Give me that basic something, while I can still have that, you know, before it's too late. Almost yeah. like it almost feels like this desperation just in the title of it, which is so different than let's say below the heavens or yeah, the a long dark night in Los Angeles, red hot summer night in Los Angeles. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Um, either way, I love the title. And I think the, just seeing some flowers on the cover with just blue exile. It, it looks it's very so like, simple, artistic. Very looks minimalistic. Like um, I don't have a lot to say about the cover. It's boring. I'll be honest. I don't really like it that much. But I love the title because it, it, you'll never forget that title. Like the first time I ever saw it was back when I was looking at him on Spotify. And I'm like, that's a fucking title and a half. But yeah, anyway, so it works. It's engaging. Yeah, I mean, the flowers are painted, so it looks pretty like a painting like that, but like a dark painting. So there's, it's, you know what it's going to be. It's kind of like dark beauty. All right, well, everything when you write starts with a letter. May I just state, because I don't know if I'm going to remember to state it on every song, is that Exile is the star of this motherfucking show, off the jump. Like, his production yeah. work... I'm I'm not really good with describing it, but like the samples he pulls together are just this this thick and rich feeling on every song where it's not just like a few sounds and like you're riding on some basses. Nah, it's like an, just the music. Like it, they released an instrumental version of this album and I was like, that seems weird. Like normally I wouldn't necessarily care about instrumental albums personally. But when I heard this project and I heard how incredible Exile's work really was on this on these beats, just like just that like little skip beat pause in the middle it, it almost takes it and, and feels and i don't i i believe it's samples that are being used here but it feels organic and alive it feels like a bunch of session motherfuckers up in the room and then even the way he uses this amy winehouse uh cover it's not an amy winehouse cover it's an old song no but it's a it's an amy winehouse cover of an old song 
or it, and then yeah, like the lyrics are taken from that and then pitch shifted into this experience where yeah. um, it's what is all this talk about loving you, my sweet? I am not afraid, not anymore, not like before. What is all this talk about loving you, my sweet? I am not afraid, not anymore, not like before. Can't you understand me now, baby? Please pull yourself together. Do it soon. And given our whole conversation about blue that we just had, this is my knowledge set kind of going into it and just hearing that and thinking about maybe his mental state and how he's released a very successful album and now he's got the career thing to deal with. And, he's also having like a, a mental crisis. And like people I mean, are not trusting him so much and it just kind of like feels like that like you know i gotta get my shit together but like uh, you know people are loving the situation i gotta respond in a maybe different way and <clears throat> maybe his perspective isn't correct like that, that's just what i got from this little introduction especially with the way like he, he recognizes almost that he's got a pr- bit of a problem or maybe he's not satisfied but like it doesn't feel like he's passing the buck it feels like ownership but like from a perspective of somebody saying it almost to him which i thought was particularly well done i mean obviously blue's not here it's a little instrumental it's super on the jazzier side of things which i've really come to appreciate jazz music through hip-hop believe it or not through this channel i don't dislike it like i once did but i also don't think it's the type of shit that i'm going to be drawn to yeah. So I get this a 4.25 because it's masterfully put together and it does a really cool job of setting up the album in my humble little opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly like what I have to say. Um, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's an it's a lyrics from an older song um, and it's sung by someone with like a high pitch kind of or it's, and it sounds like a record that's kind of been altered and there's like the scratching of like the record, which I always like appreciate, like kind of like the... You know, when I get there's like a dirty record or an old record and it kind of like has like that kind of scratchiness to it. I love that um, whenever that's featured in songs. Um, but for me, like it didn't really do much else. Um, and I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't like the greatest. Um, and I'm always like the harsher greater. So I gave it a 3.8 on 5. I just want to love all the music. Like I am I am such a freaking hippie when it comes to my music grades. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Um, I just enjoy shit that eases your mind. There are three words that I think can really summarize what Blue does, and I think he does it in almost a top-tier kind of way. What? Stream of consciousness. Is that not the right three words to describe the entirety of Blue's style, uh, maybe the entire album? Mm Mm-hmm. Reviews over, guys. No, I'm kidding. Bonnie, how do you feel about Ease Your Mind? Um, it's sort of like a mix between like poetry and like a, a modern rap sound. So it, it's kind of cool. It sounds like kind of like industrial as well. Um, and like this is supposed to be like a, a song to like relax and, you know, maybe like smoke a joint too or smoke a joint with him. Like as, he, as he's, you know, enjoying himself as well and he's making this song. Um, and I feel like it really like jumps like right into like his like thoughts and feelings. So exactly like what you were saying, like stream of consciousness is exactly like you're right there in his brain with him. Um, and I kind of like that. Um, it definitely sounds like a very independent album uh, so far. I mean, just at the very beginning, it sounds like unique. It doesn't sound like, you know, like big, big money went into this, but it does sound like it was well produced and artistic. Um, 
So yeah, and I think I, I think it's just about like being your best. And um, I it was creative. I like the flow. I like the sound. I gave this a four point two zero. All right. Um, first of all, may I just state again, Exile is the motherfucking star right here mm-hmm. again. And I apologize if you disagree with me. This isn't even a takeaway from blues rapping. It's just if you have to pick which part of this song you want to focus on, and like I feel like sometimes it's almost like yeah. they're they're both battling to be doper than the next one like exile is is just so fresh with the way he puts the beat together like the rhythms it just feels like it's this off choppy rhythm and then blue don't get me wrong masterfully puts it together from a rhythm perspective and it starts off just with this like ease your mind and leave your heart with me like it sounds kind of like singy and... and and i really appreciate that right i like the fact that he is more than just rapidly rapidly rap fastly rapidly fast rap because he he starts you off kind of easing you into it and it just really really fits and then i like how lyrically it's shit like keep your minds believe your mind we may need more wine to see it don't gotta be e or i resort side or free for life can be your private seashore why not be where you can breathe believe in me and then that got me thinking like oh i guess what he's trying to say is even if you're poor you can find your little solace and your little vacation spot and etc allow me to be clear blue i don't think it's the same thing I know that what you're trying to say is since most of us are not going to get that life, you have to create your own little paradise and shit. But I will have to say there's nothing in Montreal that sounds as exciting as a fucking resort with like a beach. And I think that (laughs) just you're just you're in like, I think, L.A. and shit. So you get sun, man. You get sun. You don't you don't have to do Montreal. There's palm trees and like there's the ocean. Snow. It's, slu- it's snowing again. Like, it's, I, you know what the weather forecast said today, uh, uh, April 7th? It said ice fucking rain warnings. Okay? Freezing rain, and it was 7 degrees. And I don't think out, I can the cycle. The birds were chirping today. I can't cycle to work tomorrow because it might snow and be fucked up weather. Anyway, <laughs> then he starts to, like, rap, and I don't want to go through, like, all of his lyrics. He, he's very stream of consciousness, so I'll give you, like, a snippet of what I mean here. It's like, well, I tried feeling it when I meant to just lie, hold and change like it never made sense to these eyes. And so I'm following it now. He's maybe, he put in an effort and like he he just isn't maybe being fully honest with himself or the situation didn't live up to his expectations. I'm like, okay, it's not very specific. It's very vague. It's like almost like you have to be there to know what the fuck's going on a little bit. But I'm cool with that because it's super personal sounding. How to tell an old soul you had a chemistry died, bought a new one with the wings. He said he was sent to fly bling black in. Merch for the merchant dream catchers who emerge purple pilots over the lush green pastures of life. Leap lavish landscapes when I write. I think that's talking about his, like, fucking rap career, maybe not living up to his expectations. But fuck, it's so, like, poetically out there. Yeah. And I just don't know 100% what he's trying to say line to line. But I do like listening to it. And he's one of those guys where I think just the way he uses words is just delightful like when people are talking about top tier lyricists i definitely think blue should be in that conversation is he like the most interesting songwriter that makes you want to back him and Mm. support him 
I don't know if that's 100% the feeling I'm also getting. But if we're talking about, like, from a poetic point of view, his ability to put rhymes together, it's so powerful. He's very open. He just definitely kind of, like takes his pen and just like spills out his emotions oh, I mean, and like it's just his so insightful and... over i'm like hit smash coast in my lane jane smoke chain token deranged kane told him no joking this tame had a black dot that would have left a hole in his mind left it spiral notebook vinyl flow so vital i'm like he just he just get this like sense of so many things at once like he's against certain things um in regards to just kind of like he's also kind of fucked up maybe he's consuming a serious amount of drugs to cope with his reality Mm -hmm. maybe his world's in that fast lane life maybe he's trying to be committed to being a hip-hop purist and i kind of love it but at the same time i I and you know what it's cool because the whole track's essence is to ease your mind and it's almost so important for him to have that mantra because of the chaos that we're we're getting to experience as he kind of unloads over here yeah and i really appreciate it i like even to all the newcomers all i could do is wish you new summers the blue sun is among us renew younger wonder why i told the sky to idolize time is fly fuck around and you'll be wings trying to buy mine Again, I don't 100% know what that means, but it sounds fucking dope. It <laughs> rhymes really fucking well. And I mean, I guess he's kind of has this bleak perspective, right? And I feel like his blue sun is among us. It's like this negative shit. Like his view is negative. Yeah. And maybe he he kind of aspires to almost be younger and more hopeful before he became jaded and shit. So maybe I did interpret it okay, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I think it's a good start to like the first track on the project. But it also felt like a little bit loose. Like it felt like... I guess, like you said, like it's almost underground. It's it's meant to be almost like an expressive experience, not necessarily some pop shit. Yeah. So I feel like that was done really well, but but mostly Exile's beat is set up, and then Blue yeah. kills it. Like I don't think any rapper could have done as like a great job on that beat, and Blue is one of the guys that clearly can. So four point five on five, really great start to shit, and uh, yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll be done this damn review. That video is bootleg. It's just blue and it <laughs> looks like it is going around. And, and the other video was also kind of like simple. And I do this for you, Super Old School 1994. I watched them videos because you asked me about them seven times. I did not find much to comment on Blue's videos. But to be fair, they look like promotional videos made at a time when they were like appropriately low budget. And if I take into consideration the lens of the history, it's okay. Yeah. It, it does its job given the resources available at the time. I could not do better. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, what do you think about this track? Um, I like the piano use. I always like enjoy a piano for some reason. Um, this one very, sounds quite um, uplifting, I would say. Um, he talks about that he smokes and, you know, he dabbles in weed and he talks about that kind of in like, you know, a lot of the songs. Um, and he kind of says that black people don't have, which is really something that I would never have thought about. Um, black people don't have the same patriotic feelings sometimes because they weren't the people that kind of like came to this land freely. Like they were taken from their home countries and forcibly brought to America. So they don't have that like, you know, like intrinsic love for America necessarily because they feel like they're like, you know, the great, great grandkids of people who didn't want to be here in the first place. And so I, I don't know. It's interesting to like kind of have that history. And, I, you know, it's definitely not something I would have ever thought about. So I think that that's a kind of a great 
you know, eye-opening experience for, for you know, the, the third song in. Um, and he talks about he's he's a Christian and he's, you know, he tries not to sin. And he tries to be like, you know, a good moral person. Um, and overall, it's a it's a lovely song. I liked it a lot. It feels like very nice. It feels very like authentic and very poetic. And, um, you know, it's kind of on trend to what we, you know, we've seen before from him. So I give this a 4.4. All right. Um, I think the one day um, he's looking for is this day of like, enlightenment within his community mm-hmm. and we see that in the hook and maybe one day he will reign supreme and become a king and maybe one day she will rise again and become a queen so i mean i would take that from the idea of like you know a black man is a god in the in the community and yeah. in theory there's a lot of self-respect and the women should be treated as queens and none of these things are really that prevalent when you look at especially what pop culture sells how people are treated etc so i think that's the the thing he's looking for and then that first verse has shit where it's almost like you know people just kind of want to get rich and are motivated by money and shit and you see that like or i pity them fools swooping through the city and jewels rented is used in it for them benjamins too so i might but why would i use it on fool's gold when you don't know your true soul shines fulio you didn't know and that's like a really elaborately out there way of saying yo you have a bunch of fake shit and you look stupid and i think yeah. that's the charm of what it is so it has a very stream of consciousness flow but i do admit this one's a little more focused and it really flows on through but i really love it like sour cream so the this bling bling sour cream on top of everything like it sounds like some money rhymes you're getting fat off that shit you would never think we needed sour cream like i don't know how i'm lean because i love sour cream give me cheese give me green bread is all we need and those are all fattening actually like fattening things bread and cheese and sour cream and stuff but he's actually a very skinny guy so mm-hmm. i wish i had his genes because metabolism. I, I am I'm into the sour cream and the cheese. I love the cheese. Oh fuck, do I love the cheese? And yeah. it, you can tell by my budginess that I love the cheese. Um, anyway, I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Um, then you know the second verse does kind of have like more of like this stressful situation. Everyone's kind of getting high and and kind of questioning stuff about God and history, and it is really just eloquently done and well put together. And then in that third verse, though, what really got me kind of interesting is he's like at the end of the verse when he's like, as we uh, worship warships on a spiritual war tip, you know, like everyone seems to be charged up, ready to go. And it's cool because this like really seems to apply almost more to 2019 than it did when it came out. So it's like one of those songs where it's almost prophetic in nature, you know, or at least unfortunately timeless because the situation is not rectified. Yeah. Um, so true. y'all listen we all up in this forfeited joint with the forces don't y'all don't forget y'all admission ticket to get up in this you gotta break through the laws of physics because yo to begin that enlightenment to break through the like for the black community to unite and earn its proper place it does seem like you have to break through the laws of physics i thought that was fucking cool and he's like simple as arithmetic and Which how you're gonna get there is not really simple it's pretty simple if you get arithmetic, it's not that hard. It's building blocks. Most most people who didn't get math, and I'm not saying all people, but also didn't do the homework, and so they didn't do the practice to understand what they didn't understand, 
And I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying in my experience, you ask people who don't understand math, did you do I the feel, homework? I feel like you're you're throwing some shade. I am throwing some shade. I feel like did you're you, throwing some shade. Did you do shade. the homework, Bonnie? I always did my homework, and I still struggled with math. I'm, I'm not saying Not Bonnie. that I was terrible at it, but I wasn't great. Well, Bonnie, if you were to twist wisdom and get lifted, maybe it would be better. And maybe. I like how he loves the idea of like using wisdom like drugs, like, you know, get high on knowledge, get high on wisdom, and maybe people have an easier time gaining truth and understanding in situations. Um, I like how like well put together it was. The, the chorus is extremely well done. Uh, it is sang by Mr. Black Spade. Um, the, the beat is okay. It is, okay, allow me to rephrase that. It is as excellently put together as the other ones, but I did not enjoy the sounds used as much, so it was a little harder for me to get into this track mm -hmm. while respecting how well made it was. So I like the idea of it, and if you are into that lyrical shit, this one has got substance in my opinion even though i'm giving it a 4.35 and it's dope so i think we can move along and why don't we talk about how je suis jean i Wait. mean i am jean john i am jean 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 <laughs> i fucking love that part like halfway through and it just gets all groovy and you just feel like do 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 i know it doesn't sound like that but that's the groove it gave me <laughs> And you just feel like, you know, it's like the beat on this just is alive and it's dynamic. I just, and the way Blue just adapts and he almost, almost gets funkier over the funkier part of the beat. Mm -hmm. It's just really, really cool. Um, I am not 100% sure I understand what the fuck this song is about. He sounds a little more confident and braggadocious in this one. Um... It, it doesn't sound it still sounds very streamy like check it out yo copacetic and i'm nice like my credit sweet as diabetics you can even call the medic fresh like lettuce wrap blunt wrap the lettuce then wrap but hold up hit, hit them trees for your dead it's set off like i'm off in it to odd often and it just sounds like i'm a really talented rapper who smokes marijuana yep yeah i don't know that he said anything else so but it was i mean don't get me wrong if you're gonna rap that shit, do it like this. This is well done. <laughs> this is extremely eloquent. And he just is like flowing and he's just talking it off. And the amount of like ways he's flipping words around and shit is, is pretty is pretty good. Like fresh like a lettuce wrap, because you know lettuce wrap. And it's fresh because lettuce is a vegetable and you want it to be fresh and delicious and crunchy. Mm -hmm. Blunt wrap the let us then wrap. And lettuce in that point can also be like let us as in let us then rap but mm -hmm. also being the marijuana so that is extremely well done and i want to give him his credit for the way that he rhymes it i feel like the whole song flows like that like um i don't know that i i really took a whole lot else away from it like um like the english lit subject passed with an a but ditched every grade after lunch is usual suspect what can you expect can't say grace chase lust and love less i'm a poet helpless romantic try to hold hands make plans and quote stanzas just so you can tell how nice i am so it sounds like he's fucking smart and killed all the tests skipped out of school gotten out of trouble can't help it loves the ladies gets you know it just but it really like it doesn't seem like this song is about a lot but it paints the picture of maybe who he is yep, really well i agree and I don't know if this John is him, because I think part of his name is John when I looked it up, his actual name. But it's spelled Jean here. Like, I don't know if that's a spelling of John I've ever seen. I don't know if it's a, a person. 
So my opinion. Well, you finish up, and then I'll tell I'll tell everybody what I think. No, I don't really know. I didn't really get the bigger meaning of it. I think he just raps a lot more, and I really enjoyed it. And there's maybe some girl involved. Maybe I don't. And I'm, I'm pulling that out of my ass. Really, I don't know. Go on. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to like quickly explain what I think um, the the gene the Jean thing is um, because his name is actually Johnson, but he he kind of talks about it like on like a few songs on this album that he his like heritage is um, and like where his family's from and probably where his family you know his um, his his relatives were taken from um, was a French conquered uh african country i think he says in like the the east of east east africa so i'm not sure like which country it is but it's a french-speaking one so there's a few options there um and so i think that's kind of why he he talks about french and he talks he kind of every once in a while he'll he'll throw a word in so i think that that's kind of why he's He's okay. playing this like French man because he he feels connected to French, just because that that's you know where his family was once from or where they where they were taken from, and so I think that he feels like I'm you know I'm not going to be John I'm going to be Jean and like that's the French you know John, and so it's uh, he's he's like just be Jean like I'm I'm Jean and this is like his way of like connecting to his roots. Maybe, and that's then, my opinion. I guess. I don't know. Part of like, there's also stuff like in the second verse, like this is my that pay my rent song. Used to be the MC sitting in a coach, action trying to get on. Fuck it, I don't want nothing of it. Game is so disgusting. Y'all don't even want to discuss it. Success can suck it. I rap hip hops, but haven't sold the ethics. Etch a sketch of method. Get ghost before you read it. Smoking on resin, trying to keep it level headed. Digging for new records while pedal plucking destiny. And I, I feel like maybe there's a conflict between the rap game and being a hip-hop artist in his mind and um i think he struggles in and i guess part of it maybe with his identity as a rapper as a person versus you know what everyone else is doing and perceives things as and i don't know like i said there's there's a lot in these songs and i and it feels again very stream of consciousness um it's pretty dope I thought this one was really fun to listen to. And even if I, I am not getting the full concepts of what he's saying, if you really do just pick any couple of lines, there's something to think about. And sometimes I think that's a beautiful thing. Like it isn't maybe important to necessarily know exactly what Blue was trying to say. It's Blue writes in a way that allows you to feel things and interpret it and come up with messages and, and even connect in some way. And that is is really artistic to me. So I gave this yep. one a four and a half on five. Yep, nice. Um, I mean, I have very similar thoughts as again. Um, he's He's happy, he's high. Um, this song is very jazzy. It's very, very jazzy influenced. Um, there's like these long verses that flow very nicely, like one into the other. Um, he talks about how his, uh, his words speak louder than what he appears to be. So maybe like what people think he is, you know, he's, he's telling you that that's not necessarily what he is. Like he's going to be himself. He's not going to be defined by anybody else. Um, 
about his constant music making and kind of like how other people's opinions aren't necessarily important to him um, because he's just going to make his own stuff and he's going to do what feels right to him. And I think that's very clear on this. Like this is very like, like kind of like word vomit almost like to the point where he's just kind of like spitting out his, you know, his feelings at you. And it's, uh, I mean, this isn't necessarily for everybody, but it definitely is, um, there's definitely something to be taken away from this. And I thought it was nice. Um, and I, I like the jazziness of it. And I like the play with the, the John and the Jean. So I give this a four on five. All right. The next track is called Oh Heaven. I like that he said yada yada. I literally wrote something and I said yada yada in something I wrote recently. So to hear him say yada yada, really validated my life it just always makes me think of um elaine from seinfeld fair enough but it was just fun um this is like a a, a verse where he just again flows i find in a a super stream of consciousness kind of way i don't know a hundred percent what the theme is but i took this one as more he's thinking back on what originally inspired him against where he is now and what currently inspires him all about like related to making his music so oh heaven how could i forget you i mean that to me speaks to the below the heavens album which was like his big like fucking project that he poured his heart and soul into back when he still Mm -hmm. loved the music and shit rose to the occasion one day plucking petals stole something precious should have been the way i left you but no matter what's changed to stay and be the best you the rest grew restless his cousin sleep wanted peace but the search wasn't deep and to me it's like so he gets a success and he should have just kind of left it at that and continued on doing his own thing but you know maybe through a desire to sustain and be the greatest and the wrong reasons it changed a little bit I don't know. I invested my week to see a brighter Monday morn, but woke up on Tuesday in the same uniform. And through it all, I try not to do you wrong as I have in the past rapping other love songs, but it's kind of hard building less when your trust gone. Money wasn't the object of effect. They want John. Should have gone with my first love. Maybe moved out to Virgo and wrote books in cursive. So it sounds like he dealt with labels and got fucked over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is kind of lamenting on the fact that he created this amazingly beautiful project, something that is just pure hip hop, like beautifully like exciting shit. And then got up caught up in the shenanigans of maybe what comes after you get into that success and then, you know, took a little break with the whiz, gave the rhymes a break, busted hard enough to make the condoms break, you know. So he took a little break and came back and went hard, etc. And then I guess it's almost like the rest of the song kind of flows over and he just really digs in like with the scripture engraved over a picture of days when I jumped to being richer liquor pours from the picture to the glass house spilled for liquors to remember the soul once remembered gone gotta find it in her and it's like it's almost like this desire to get back to that place before he popped in any kind of way where he can get in touch with his original roots of what inspired him in the first place like that thirst that hunger so it's almost like this isn't satisfying him anymore so he misses that love that heaven that brought him originally to this place and whatnot that nice little smiling album cover he had Mm -hmm. so i thought this was an interesting song to listen to but i wasn't i found it also a little bit harder for me to get into and maybe it had to do with the beat being ella fitzgerald and it's not really my favorite and like i i don't know it's just 
I I liked what he was saying, but I had a lot of trouble getting into it. But I also can recognize that this is a really well put together song. So I gave it a 4.35. I I do understand that empirically speaking, like, I don't know, he's rapping extremely tightly. It's flowing in, but it is back to back with a song that I feel like paralleled the exact same subject matter. Yeah, that's true. So there's a few reasons why I had a little bit of trouble getting into it, but this is more like where if the song came on by itself and I hadn't just listened to I Am John, I probably would have liked it just a little bit more. Yeah, um, I mean, I just found this one to be like very like artistic. He he clearly is artistic. He talks about, you know, he talks about painting and he talks about drawing and he talks about um, film and photography. So he definitely plays in like lots of like the, was it like the liberal arts or whatever it is. Um, and he kind of talks about like how he's dedicating this to like to the muses, so like the people that inspire him, to the people that you know he that causes people to create art because they're so beautiful or there's something about them that it's so intriguing and interesting, um, which I think is kind of interesting. And he talks about, again, that he smokes weed, so that kind of, you know, maybe couldn't, like, reflect on that. Um, so it, it definitely has, like, a cool sound. I really like the, the flow as well. Um, and he appreciates music as, like, an art form, so it's he that's how he kind of creates his, his sound and how he creates his, his music um in like a that kind of headspace so it's very different from like you know kind of like the mainstream pop stuff that you're going to hear like this is he's kind of like handing you like a painting like every time and you're just supposed to like interpret what what it is that he's he's showing you um which is kind of interesting and unique so i give this a 4.4 all right and the next one is called more out of life how do you feel about more out of life Right away, I like this song. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I'm, I know I'm going to like this one. Um, he kind of talks about that he doesn't like the fact that he's um, so heavily dependent on, like, booze and, like, weed and, like, you know, drugs like that. That he's, you know, he, he feels like he needs that to, to be creative and to, like, you know, function. Um, so, and he also talks about the fact that he's different and he kind of stands out from his friends. Um, and he has different thoughts um, than a lot of other people. So he's trying to figure himself out and like create this music and trying to trying to get through something, um, and it sounds like a little bit trippy at the same time. Um, so we kind of follow like this like inspirational like male figures because like we lacked like a good father figure. So that's kind of something that he's saying, um, which is really like interesting and kind of. You know, it's something that we've kind of heard before in, like, rap music that, like, you know, often, like, the fathers aren't around. And so, like, they're they're missing that um, that father figure. And I think that's kind of why, like, people follow people who are inspirational, inspirational so they can, you know, like, uh, religious leaders or, you know, gang members or whatever it is. Like, you're looking for that father figure all the time. Um so it's very interesting, and it felt very honest. So I give this a 4.5. Fair enough. Um, apparently it samples Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep and those drums. Um, I think it's the drums. I might be wrong. Um, anyway, you'll let me know in the comments after I said that. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying on this one. It feels like 
there's kind of a lack of guidance. Like somebody wanted guidance, looked inside to find it, you know, it and blind kids money on their eyelids, kissing on the fly jib ship from the Egyptian islands, gems and the hymns in the chant. The moon man grains, hair on my chin grows, hair on my chest burns, flare in my soul cold, I can't sleep. And then he goes on to kind of describing like being broke every day and drinking bottle after bottle is not like exactly what he wanted from mm-hmm. life. You know, it's hard to make songs when a war is going on outside, you know, so like when you look at the environment and the whole situation and just what's happening in your life, especially when you're maybe not in the best place, um, you know, like you're not even on pace to being the type of person you want to be maybe due to lack of guidance it's not a simple thing so again i feel like this track approaches through his little stream of consciousness way of dealing with lyrics that you're kind of feeling his anxieties like maybe he is dealing with a whole lot of stuff going on but i think it is an adequate job of directly expressing it to you in a way where you can kind of feel it along with them like so dark like we don't give off the same light wish i seen it all in plain sight to explain it on this grand mic amplified stay wired to the nation side cross oceans with a face collide and talk omens like the grace that died i mean it almost seems like he wants to find that magic formula to make his music and his message just like fucking connect with everybody and get there and it's just so powerful you know and you know looking for god in a sense inside of himself just Mm -hmm. trying to like figure it out and then in that second verse he really delves a lot more into different role models like rapping about colors like someone's proud of them the but don't praise fathers because half of you grew without one malcolm's martin's pox chris wallace's muhammad's khalil gibran's and then i don't know what the next name is but still like gods and goddesses following false promises laws and politics full ride scholarships still don't know what time it is models and actors rappers coke bottles of chris rope and bad words hope plastered on minds of manana obama osama mama papa and i'm like man it really is like this giant mishmash of mixed messages and confusions and positive role models and negative role models and then like if you're poor money is definitely going to be the thing that's going to be your biggest like focus and shit so i kind of feel like his desire to see changes in his community is really powerful and is a driving force behind what he wants to do with this music thing and maybe he wants to be one of those positive role models and recognizes this is a big symptom and a problem within the community. Um, so I really liked it from a lyrical perspective. And I really like how self-aware he sounds. Like, maybe he's a bit of a mess, but at least he's a self-aware mess. And those are the types of people who can grow and, and you know, make something better out of their lives. So I love his desire for more and understanding why he's broken and his desire to, like, get to the next place in life. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel the beat as much on this one, but again, I'm I'm left with like, like, Blue is insanely good. I mean, Exile is insanely good. Like both of these guys, like they're not pop. So if you're like into that pop shit, you might be sitting there going, "This is a lot to listen to," or if you're not really down to go on big lyrical, dense stream of consciousness adventures, you're probably not gonna like this project. But if you are into that shit, this is like some of the best of it I think you can find um, or I've seen so far. Anyway, so I give this song a 4.35 because, again, I objectively think it's really good. But eh, I'm okay with skipping this one personally. Okay. And the truth is it's not the only one. He's from Réunion, which is French. 
Yeah, so you, that's fair. There you go. Um, what do you think about this track? Um, this one is sort of like the more he he learns, um, the more he understands like the struggles and kind of comes uh, to ease. Sort of with being like a black man and like understanding like the the history and like the struggle and like kind of what he's gone through and what his you know his relatives his you know his um, his you know what is it like your your ancestors I guess. Um, and he's just trying to be like a better person and he, he is feeling a little bit lost in his religion and like in like his quest to, to like figure out exactly like what he wants to like attach himself to, um, as like a religion. And he's really not, he's like now he's, I think he's just like not sure like what he believes in anymore. I think he's just kind of like, he wants to believe and he, he grew up maybe Christian, I think it is. And, um, so he's just kind of not sure what he wants to, to align himself with. Um, and I think he just wants to be free to like live his own life. Um, and he, he sees himself or he thinks that he was like a painter in the past. And it's, so it's interesting that he's like always been like this, like creative type. I think that that's just kind of like who he just sees himself as just being like reincarnated as like an artist or a musician, a, um, whatever else after, um, he struggles again with weed and he, you know, his like addiction to weed and he feels like he can't give it up. Um, and, and he also talks about that he, he also has more money than he ever has. So that's maybe also something that's contributing to that. Um, but he, he also doesn't find that he's like as charitable and he's not as, um, he's not giving to like homeless people like he used to when he wasn't making as much money or when he, when he didn't have as much money. Um, and I think that's maybe just like you stop like understanding like that, um, like the the reality of being poor, like maybe or or you just move past it or I don't know. I don't really know what it is, but I, I think I've heard that before where, you know, people who are poor are more likely to support, um, you know, charities than people who make like a lot of money, um, which is kind of an interesting thing because I guess a lot of people understand like the the need for it. Um well, I don't think it's that. It's just that when you're poor, I mean, you're kind of at a point where you don't have a lot, and you're gonna also depend on charity a lot more. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, like they need it. Because you're also a lot more likely to need it. I guess you're gonna be a lot more willing to give it. Whereas, yeah. if you never need charity, you can't. You also know that you can't afford to give everybody charity. Like, let's say. How, how do I pick who I'm giving my dollar to? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a... So you also look at it like a Like point. there is a lot of charities out there. But even forget out there, just walk down downtown Montreal. If you were to give a dollar to every person you pop by every single um, time, like, every, you know, like you would go broke. And I think that's also part of it is how yeah. do you selectively pick that shit? Um, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, no, no it's true. I, I agree. Um... Anyways, I think that he's just kind of like talking about like inner growth and how he's changed and like how he's kind of like dealing with that and how he's he, the more he's learning, the more he's changing and evolving. And um, I like this one. I think it's I think it's cool. I think that I like the sound of it. I think, um, you know, like right away I knew it was is going to be like I feel like this was like like one of like the hits off of like the album for sure. Um, it's sort of just about like what he's dealing with and where he's at in life. And I give this a, a 4.5. All right. Um, I definitely thought it was, it was kind of like again, like this album seems to have a track to track flow where like 
as much as every song seems to have its own unique stream of consciousness mm -hmm. the whole album almost seems to be flowing where like each song seems to kind of connect to the last one like we were just on the last subject kind of dealing with identity and again on this track it's like how he's coming how he's seeking so actively to find that identity i mean something that really struck out to me is in the second verse when he's like um watching so many foreign films i'm starting to feel foreign like uh every morning cooking full course meals like i'm starving hardly say grace say thanks for another day and then he goes on to talk about the, the not giving money to the poor but <laughs> i just thought it was so interesting and it's almost like he's so jaded with the american culture and he's not seeking what he's finding in a, in like what's being produced in the art around him that he's actively going around the world looking for anything to believe in i mean you touched on a lot of like what i think this song is, is kind of focusing on i mean yeah. he basically rhymes it up really well um again like kind of looks at his career and what inspires him and has his like how his life has changed and it's almost like we're really dealing with a person here who did not handle success very well and instead of like faking it and continuing to make a bunch of music where the message was whatever would keep getting him paid so that he could keep doing the drugs or whatever it's almost like he's going well this isn't proper i'm not supposed to be feeling like this and he's almost challenging the status quo a little bit um i enjoyed this one again on a more complex on a on a thematic point of view like when i think about it but maybe it's just because it's so much of the same thing back to back but i feel like i like this one less than the last one i feel okay. like my appreciation for it went down a little bit i don't know the beat's just not as engaging to me and it's still like look compared to like a lot of average compared to a lot of pop music compared to so many other things i want to make it abundantly clear i think it's really good i think the fact that every song has these deep well thought out ideas and it really flows like this is all really good like we're talking about within the realms of this album it got this is like my least favorite one so far so i gave it a 4.25 okay the next one though is a little bit more about money so instantly i feel like this one's a little bit more fun it's a little less like the, i think the last one sampled aretha franklin which is again like all great music i don't fully <laughs> love um this one is just funkier it kicks in and it's proper and this one focuses on money but i think it's simultaneously like about money and just kind of it being a part of life but mostly about i am a really fucking talented rapper and i know my value as an artist so if you want me to come do any of this shit uh better make sure that you're gonna be fucking paying me and i think yeah. that's that's basically the song and, and like they're sort of like flossing a bit on like this track like they're kind of saying like we're making money but like we're you know we're killing it because we have killing killer like raps that you know and like we make great music but then there's also just some like again f interesting shit so like in a success porn fiend used to read books but it's boring born ki kind through freely scribes the new me four course four times a day grubbing grubbing grunge queen the only chick i know really bumps bumby up before we break let's get one thing straight the money make sure my company's comfy you know so it's like 
uh, like on top of the fact that as a rapper he's putting shit together and he's getting paid it's like this whole new lifestyle's changed up and it's like it, it's weird right to have this song because in the midst of this album where it's like he's really questioning his integrity and his value and everything as an artist he he takes that time to talk about money which is a fundamental yep. part of it like i mean dollar dollar bill y'all but it was all about the skill thug got those to pay bills thrills beef off the cheap microphone being the girls they can hardly speak i said party me darling golly it's me offspring of benevolence off the rings heaven sent since the starving artist over these heartbeats and you get the sense that money is important and you need it to like eat so he did whatever the fuck he had to do to get paid and it's almost like now he's like taking a step back and he knows his worth and he's making the money and i don't know you just you feel like this kind of weirdly flossy like i'm getting paid tone to this song but i'm actually worth the money so on the one hand you have all this chaos of not wanting to live that life but on the other hand he really doesn't want mind getting the paycheck that comes associated with that yep and i don't you don't get the feeling that like it's his main priority but you it doesn't hurt yeah, like it's more like he also wants you to understand his worth. So if you're going to get don't expect shit for free from him because he is so talented. So I thought this was just so left field and shit, but also really like really enjoyable, witty. Like it's almost like, wow, this is the the first non whiny introspective <laughs> emo kid uh, song on the project. This is like something completely different. And I was like, oh, I like this. This is kind of cool and shit. Mm-hmm. So I gave this a 4.5. I really liked it. All right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is kind of like their, their flossing track. Um, but they're just kind of saying like, we're that great that we're worth like money. Like we can, you know, kind of ask me like, this is how much we're asking if you want us to perform or do whatever or work with you. Um, so I think that they're kind of like setting like their standards, which is good. Um, Blue sounds cool on this one. Uh, I really like the mixing. So Exile again, excellent job um, on this one. I really liked it. Um, I really, nothing, I really nothing else new to say on about this one. I thought it was cool. I gave us a 4.25. So yeah, sorry if it sounds like as it goes on we're going quicker, but if there's one thing this project brings, it's a serious level of consistency, at least on Blue's part. Yeah. While the topics change a little bit, it's basically outside of that first song where he proves he can sing, it's been the same overall rapping tone of slightly varying speeds, more or less the same tempo. Exile has brought multiple different samples to create widely different sounds, but it's still the same core sound. And this isn't meant to be disrespectful. It's next level work. Yeah. It's just consistent. It's hard to come up with new things to say on it all. Well, let's find out how he masks his soul. Your soul, please. So, I mean, the specific niche of this song, which is fascinating, because like I said, there seems to be this flow. So he has this song about maybe not like being certain about what's motivating him and he's kind of lost himself and shit and then he counters that with like money as like in the following song this is a big thing that's maybe driving him Mm -hmm. or it is what's motivating him if he's being real with us then what's the following song mask your soul and then it's a whole song about just general evils and corruption and darkness and so 
like I said, as you go through these topics, there's almost like a flow to the topics that really does make sense in kind of building one thing to the next. Like I haven't, I haven't felt like, oh, this is completely, I mean, I know I said that about the money song, but like I haven't really felt like it's completely left field when I think about it. And I think it's really well put together in terms of like creating an album that just justifies his general anxieties. So, I mean, this one is shorter. Like, all of a sudden, it's like for a bit, we go from like f almost four plus minute songs, almost four the whole way through. This is like two minute song. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mask your soul. Just really like simple coming in. Yep. And then just simple. A classic case of good versus evil songs, too dirty to say in the cathedral, as legal as it sounds. We are all e really, are we really all equal? Or are some made to case, chase people away from the feelings that they sell like love? Oh, well, will the earth turn to hell when a person dwells? And, you know, it's just kind of general commenting on the hypocrisies and dark corruptions and yeah. unfair shits in life. There's not a whole lot here that I thought was insightful or next level or new. Not Yeah, but like even just new in the general conversation of life, like... Modern teller, evil turned good, though they throw stones that passed us from the hood, but should they? If every man sins, how could they? Early especially, if life ain't what peaches be, cream dreams of living at all leisurely. It's like, all right, I appreciate that this song fits. Um, I definitely think it's uh, okay. If this had been cut off the project entirely, I wouldn't have noticed. That yeah. was, But while it's here i'm not thinking it's bad i'm just thinking it's a little extra like i'm okay with it i give it a 4.25 it's not boring by any means if i hadn't just heard all of the previous songs i might be saying like this is a cool song to just listen to by itself but in the album i'm a little bit like okay i'm all right there's nothing really here to add to at least my review of this project it's just a short little slightly calmer slightly like away from him back to like the general conversations and things so it follows the money really well like maybe there's a bunch of other bullshits out there and we all have to hide from it i guess i don't know yeah um anyways i, I mean yeah I, I don't really have anything really too much new to say besides what you said um it is the good versus evil um, for me, like, I wasn't sure if I could decide whether or not it was being creepy or happy. Like, it was sort of, like, on, like, the like the fine line, like, between the two. Um, and I, I, I kind of... I appreciated the flute that was included in it. I don't know if I necessarily always enjoy flute, but flute was okay. Um, overall, I just kind of said same sort of feeling. Like, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it, it was okay. It, it's well-constructed. I gave this a 3.9. All right, the next one is called Good Morning Neighbor, and it features the homeboy, Mr. Rogers. I think what I like the most about this song is is that this one is just out of nowhere to me. Like, it's just, oh, okay, I believe, and I may be wrong. This song is that moment when you waking up and you hard as hell ready to fuck, and you just are remembering all the times you had a lady there. And there is no lady there, but you're half asleep. So it's almost like you keep envisioning somebody being there only to like wake up and realize, nope, this isn't actually happening. Yeah. And it just kind of ends where you're like, you know, fantasizing about this person that you want to like propose to because you're so into it, you know, like it all just sounds like a big fantasy from like a really horny half asleep perspective. Yeah. And it's kind of weird and trippy and it's. 
like I don't know. Like it just sounds like creepy, like the way that it's uh the way that it's like Mr. Rogers or whatever. But like the rhymes on this one are pretty sick. Like I really appreciated them. I thought they were pretty good. Well, it's just like it's it's like good morning sunshine. I'm in the sunset. I woke up hella late and still ain't wanna yet. I rather and that, that everybody. I mean I don't want to wake up. I'm just gonna say it. That that's like the realest shit I ever heard right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather have a dream of some story set in some gorgeous place, sucking on your gorgeous nest, have morning sex. But I woke up alone, so I went back to sleep. Me and my morning bone. <laughs> you know, it's just like you said in this context, like. Uh, I don't want to. I just kind of want to fucking just tear it apart. But, oh, there's nobody here. And so you're drifting in and out of sleep. And half asleep in stone. Chopped a beast till I'm gone. Shot this already. Must have been on my dome. Can't get her off my mind or on the phone half the time. And so maybe there is this lady that he just wants to smash. I mean, I'm not even saying he's not getting it. I'm thinking he's regularly getting it. Or he's thinking about all the times he's getting it. For some reason, he's never done it in the ask. Uh, and he didn't ask. He should have asked. It's good to do it in the ass. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's just fine. It's just, it's like such a weird and, and interesting song. I listened to it a few times and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but all right. So I give it a 4.35. It was better than the last one, but like not next level. It was like, this is a cool break from Sirius. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was, it was a little bit trippy. It was unique, definitely for sure. Um, he kind of talks about the fact that he was passed out drunk, I think, when it happened. Um, and then he loves this girl. He, he wants to marry her. But I'm not, yeah, again, same thing. I wasn't sure whether it was, like, a real girl or it was a fantasy or was it, was it like, a memory of somebody. Um, and I like that he kind of mentioned, like, a Gladys Knight and the Pips. I mean, that, I think that she was great. Um, I don't know. It was uh, it was weird. It, it, it was okay. It was, I don't know what it was. It was good but creepy. Um, I gave it a four on five. All right, um, why don't we talk about some growing pains that experience in life? Okay. I had a, I had a little issue with this song that I just couldn't get past. So it features two dudes that are actually really, really fucking dope. So you have Joe Haz, and he's telling us this story about his cousin Reggie, his homeboy, and they used to chill all the time. And... You know, they got into some stuff together, encouraged him to rap. They uh, they moved in around 94 when Elmatic comes out and everything was going good. And then there was a car crash and he lost his life. And all these years later, people don't maybe care properly. And he's kind of had maybe a little bit of a harder time. And this was like a significant moment in his life that like he grew from and these are like that's what the song seems to be like these are the hard times of my youth the significant moments that like changed me and shaped me then we have Fashan, who is doing the second verse where he's telling us about two little dudes Corey and sean who were just kind of tight since the beginning and they always got a you know they were like always got each other's back and they come maybe from the hood and then Corey's mom always left weed around so Corey was started to like you know sell it a little bit get into some shape and then some bullets flew Corey didn't make it sean survived lost his best friend in the midst of bullets flying hard to even smile but he's trying but you know what they say and then the chorus kicks in because everybody grows and everybody knows that times move fast that is why i made the good times laugh you live and you learn so in both these two first verses these guys are significantly moved by somebody fucking dying that like hurt them then blue comes in and like it just sounds like he smokes a lot of weed and like <laughs> kind of got up to a little bit of no good and like oh, no. like, like nothing happens like maybe i'm missing the point maybe but like what did blue say that 
he's even on the level of what the other guy said. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't be getting beats from the motif, pass on to Cassio, wanted that one in a mill before Cassio always had a savvy flow back when it was Cavi so Cali because I roll in a ca- I'm like, what are you talking about? Who died? What was the hard shit? Still hold cold, cold since that one how pushed me. Come on, how could... A girl pushed him once. Or like a guy, you know, like it could be like a dude that was like not processed. Some people kind of messed him up a couple. Like, come on. It just, it just didn't. You got do a couple of scraps. whoop de doo It just, and then Exile, in the same vein, I mean, at least he's had some severities. He was a horny kid who was jacking off to porn. His dad, he stole his dad's pornos and, and would jack off and smoke pot in the car listening to like shit. And he was an ugly dude and he'd get all the girls and he would fuck them with no rubbers and that was bad. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that dumb shit we used to do. I'm like, Blue and Exiles versus here just really. They're a little off. Really. It's kind of like when Drake and Future made an album together and Future sounded like a drug addict with problems and Drake sounded like Drake. That's the comparison. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble with this one. It's actually a really good song. Like, it really sounds nice. It's got that hook. The features are really... The features steal the show. Exile's beat making is really great, but man, Blue and Exile rapping here was like... Did y'all get the memo? <laughs> um... Be that as it may, I can get past that. I really did enjoy the track. I gave it a 4.25. Yeah. Um, I mean, right, like right away, we kind of get like the sound where like it's kind of like off balance. Like it's not like a rec- it's a record that's kind of like skipping, but it's it's moving. So it kind of has that weird kind of sound to it, um, but it's on purpose. So maybe that's why this sounds so off balance. It's like while there's like two dramatic stories and two not really dramatic stories, uh, so maybe that's why, but, um, and we also talk, uh, or Joe has also, or Yo has, um, also talks about being an immigrant to the United States and that his mom brought, brought him, uh, to the United States to have like a better a chance at like a better future. And I think that's kind of something else that he talked about as well. Um, and you know, when he talks about his, his cousin dying, he, he kind of just realizes after like how precious life is and to like not waste any life and to enjoy life and to be happy, uh, because it'll be over before you know it. Um, and I think that, you know, you kind of, you mentioned it, but you didn't, I don't know, this is the first time I think that Exile is, is actually rapping oh, yeah. on, um, the project. Uh, on this track. I think it's the only time, if I'm not mistaken. It's that the only he, time. Yeah, that he's rapping. So, um, you know, as, as whatever, as stupid as his, like, kind of verse is, um, it's good that he was actually involved in, like, the rapping side of things. Um, so I thought that was cool. It's basically just sort of like you live and you learn um, growing up with like these difficulties and making like stupid choices and dealing with the consequences and like, you know, learning from your mistakes and kind of learning from other people's mistakes and what not to do. So I think it does have like a good core message, but it's it's an okay song. I give it a 4.25 as well. All right. Well, the next song is called Don't Be Jelly. So if I understand correctly... This one is Miss Person Who Wants to Have Intercourse and Be in My Life. As long as you're not a jealous lady, as long as you're not jealous at all, 
You understand, like we we cool, we have our lives. And he will treat you very well. He's gonna Here's like take you out on trips. He'll buy you gifts. You know, have you seen forever? It ain't long. Enough time to visit the Great Wall, explore the world, get laid off, lay on the sunshine, take a few days off to a mine. No phone bills, just love lines. Take you to Spain, little Pantanoc for lunchtime. So much there's no time to bust rhymes. Like he's like, I'm a forget the rap and forget all of it girl you so good i'm gonna take you everywhere i'm gonna kiss you hug you plus fucking love you that's actually what he says <laughs> lift you up like i drugged you don't rush run you you know just bath water light candles pamper oh my gosh he's gonna do your laundry that's some j cole <laughs> shit wanna fold clothes for you um and then verse two it's like a bunch of more shit that he's gonna do for her that's really nice and whatnot and i mean i don't really know what to do with this track it just sounds so vapid yeah it's I mean, and like was it like the thing that he's like talking about like is like the jealous thing is it like his music career is it that he's touring like that he's not always going to be there for her for her or whatever so like I wasn't really sure like what like the jealousy would be over so I'm just assuming it would be like something like that because I don't know if it's about other girls or maybe he's he is seeing other girls or he's you know they're they're flirting with him because he's you know rich and famous so I don't know yeah I mean it's fine it's just and then you know this whole like gift you know what I mean so don't be jealous of someone else's gifts or is that's it and then yeah so it's that end where it's like if I got my girl, don't be jealous of my girl. You have your own person. Go find that thing. You know, appreciate what's yours. Go get your own thing. I'm like, what is this song about? <laughs> but then I really like, sorry, I really like at the end when he's like, I'll get you anything in the world as long as I don't have to walk. Like, if you want cheesecake and I don't got a car, I'm not going to go walk and find you a cheesecake. But girl, if... If I can get that shit Uber eat it over here for you, I'll do it. I'll order, I'll deliver whatever you need delivered because I got the money. But like, it's like my weed. I don't even go get my weed. It comes to me. And I'm like, I, I appreciate that. It's like, girl, I would do anything for you, but walk to the store in 2019 with all the mobile apps to avoid walking to the store. <laughs> It's true. There's like five things you can use now to like get guys to go to the store for you. It's dope. I mean, everybody got a personal assistant on the fly on command when you need it. Don't be jelly. We can all be fucking broke together. I don't know. I like this. I thought it was quirky and fucking just out of place, but also like just getting a different side of him, just hearing him rap about something area and actually making it like sound fun. Like you kind of want to go on the date with Blue. Yeah. I mean, he's interesting. He's like a bit goofy and he's very like, he seems like an all or nothing, all or nothing kind of guy. Like he's very like into you and he's very like attached and clingy. And I could just see like he's like wrapping, you know, himself around like the girl. Like I feel like he's like that kind of a guy. Um, not necessarily my type of uh, a guy. Um, but I mean, I get it. It, it is what it is. Um, I like this one. It sounded cool. I like the flow of it. I like the overall feel of it. I give this a 4.4 on 5. I gave it a 4.5. I thought it was cool. I don't know if I said that already. Yeah. That's fine. This podcast is basically just as authentic as juice made of berries and juices. This short little ditty is just over two minutes. And 
um, I think the idea of it is that their music, the hip-hop that they create, is as authentic as stuff that is flavored with natural ingredients such as berries and juices or like it's not chemical, it's not synthetic, it's like an organic experience, you know? Okay. Soul music. So amusement, hang tight, no nooses, nuisance, noosh, bow to the movement, ask what we put in it, berries and juices, salute. Like, cause if you think about like Killer Mike describing Cola, he was using all these organic things. It's basically like sugar cane and berries and juices. It's basically the way he's describing it, you know? Okay, okay. So I just want to go off like Miss on acoustics, toss wax up out the window, cool shit, blue is like a rose in a garden of tulips, you know, like, so it's just like this idea that they're organic, they're fresh, they're kind of distinct, and they got their own little unique blend of what they're fucking doing. It's It's got a really funky and great group. It's like all of a sudden, like, I feel like there was like this little part of the album I wasn't 100% feeling, and it's like gone, and like this freshness that, that we had earlier on on the project is kind of returned. Um, I'm really feeling it. I don't have a lot more to c- comment. I like how it just has some scratchy shit going on at the outro. It's short. It's sweet. It's really just fun to listen to. So I gave it another four and a half on five. Like, it's really proper in hmm. my opinion. Interesting. Um, so for me, like, I just feel, felt like he was just confused again on this one. So I felt like, I mean, but that's, I mean, your, your version, um, I guess makes a lot more sense. So I'm sure my opinion doesn't necessarily make any sense at all. Um... This one for me didn't really do anything for me. I didn't really like this one. Um, I thought it was well made, but for me, this is like a skippable song 100%. Um, I gave it a 3.7 on 5. All right, so why don't we move on and talk about The Great Escape? I really like his super bluesy, like, singy voice that he brings on this one. It's the second time he's done it, and I just think it's, it's really, really cool. Um, I mean, to me, this one is a little bit these guys kind of describing their feelings of kind of society needing to get to that escape or their people or their culture, you know, damn, lost in that cage. They gave you causing all that misbehavior. Must have thought he was bigger than his 40 acres. Ain't nobody big as that bitch. Blasphemy got a three day eviction paper waking up them noisy neighbors. He must have thought he was bigger than his 40 acres. And, and it's like, you know people like probably in like a systematic kind of way here uh they want to get more than maybe just what you're allowed so i take that bigger than this 40 acres line as meaning you know 40 acres and a mule is supposed to be what was given to the black people who are slaves is like uh, reparations or whatever never actually happened so if you kind of translate that into just what's allowed for black people you know it's like oh you're trying to get more than what you want for black people and that's like a fucking problem and so yeah maybe just kind of hitting up that overall idea of it but then <clears throat> homeboy sad man comes in and he sounds really fucking cool and really serious like exit is exit us the mess was an excess of much for what's tough get going when the going gets tough and the rush for the ruts gets get rushed they picked a week instead of pack so we pack in more than a week before we get back the clock is only one way ticking y'all tripping less y'all dipping on a one-way ticket y'all you can't take it back i just kind of seems like there's I guess, I don't know exactly what it's talking about, but it kind of makes me wonder if he's commenting on how people, the second they can, just, like, leave. Get the fuck out. Like, just the second you get some money, you leave the hood, you leave the environment, you leave it all behind. I don't know if that's the truth. Yeah. But... 
that's just kind of what I took from that. I mean, I liked how ADAD came in and dropped some ridiculous flows and ridiculous rhyming and shit. Like, um, I really appreciate it. Like, the system's super shady and shackles your aspirations, cultivating critical cracks in destiny's destinations. You're tired of being touched by these vital tribulations, by these trivial tribulations. You just want the humbug unplugged. So while you wait, and you could call it reality, reserve a reservation, catch a cab into the cosmos, coast evacuated. You know, like it's almost like questioning why people buy into the fantasies of the bullshit that is kind of spit to people and buying into the system understanding how it's preventing you from getting to that great escape or to that better place that you're supposed to be approaching and i feel like this is an organized version of some of the more stream of consciousness tracks that blue did earlier but still kind of commenting on some of that more i want more out of my life tracks but maybe looking at the bigger picture kind of problems so i thought it was really cool and i gave it a 4.5 that beat is really kind of slower but engaging and, and it's it's cool it feels different compared to the rest of the album yeah um it this one definitely sounds really interesting for me like i didn't really like like i kind of got like the gist of like the message um but like for me like i just couldn't focus on like what was being said like i just thought like the like the overall sound was like so interesting and like the way that it was mixed so Again, Exile, excellent job on this one. For me, like, I just kind of took away that this was, like, a you you get out of life what you put into it. Like, you know, you, you'll get, you know, you'll reap your own, rewar- like, rewards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just really like the sound of it. This is my my overall takeaway. So I give us a 4.25. Okay. Well, it's the time of the seasons <laughs> do, do, do. No, no. so i really really like the beat on this and i don't know if i feel the song as much though i had a lot of trouble getting into the lyrics of blues rapping mm-hmm. it feels like it's again commenting on maybe him as a rapper trying to navigate uh through his experiences and all the fucked up bullshit and all the commercial whoring that goes on in the industry versus his desire to be good but i don't know i just had a lot of trouble finding anything in particular to like latch on into it just seems like the seasons change when blue goes through some chaos and i know that's like a super simplification it might sound like a bit of a cop-out but like some took the back road i had to travel a speed to dodge that blackout raining on my parade sun shining but it ain't enough to shade to, uh in enough shade to hide the game blind i played silly games and too many charades maskless in this masquerade came conquered never saw raising hell hoping heaven falls took the l but it never lost stepping off the axis balancing the galaxy i mean the whole song's kind of like this like just really yeah. out there like really obtuse way of kind of saying well i got there but it was fucked up and I was like, all right, it's another one of these songs. I love the beat. I don't know if I'm feeling like the, the focus is not 100% there. And it's a lot of effort to follow Blue. And maybe it's just yeah. because I haven't sat with it long enough. And I could see how like in a year, if you listen to it over and over and it really absorb it, you maybe you're not going to feel like this. But I'm like a relatively, like I listened to it a few times, like six-ish times, but like still like it's a lot of blue at that point <laughs> and, and i just i don't know yeah. i don't know if this one is better than it is or not so i can tell it hits all the check marks of what's good 
but like I don't know I give it a 4.25 I would be okay if I hadn't heard it yeah I mean this one sounds kind of sad I think that he's kind of talking about that um that like rappers are falling for like sort of like the the evil side and like the bad side of life and like I think he's kind of like struggling with that as well that he might get sucked into like that kind of thing um, and he wants to be better, but he needs to learn why he needs to be better. He's kind of doing like his research. And I think he's hopeful. I think he's hopeful in like all of like the, you know, the outcome that he's going to have once he's kind of gone through this, you know, period of his, of his life. Um, and he kind of talks, I think about that he's fallen and he fell in love with a woman and he became a changed man because of that. And he, he hopes his music transforms um, and has, like, meaning to it, like a lot of, like, the, the great rappers before him. And, again, cool mixing, Exile. I thought this one was, like, really, like, well done. It was, like, really creative, like, the way it, it kind of flowed through and, like, the way it... I don't know. He just makes really great beats. Um, for me, it just felt like he was just, like, struggling to be, like, a better man and um to be like a good and honest rapper and just it just felt very honest but again it's not my favorite but it was it was good i gave it a 4.1 all right well the next one is called a man this one is like blues like y'all been wondering my whole opinion on god and i never told you on the last project called below the heavens which you know maybe made you think about god so let me tell you about what i think about god what i like about this song is it's a really good way to use the same verse twice but use the beat to change the tone of it enough to make it absolutely worth repeating okay now i feel like i waited the whole album to find something that really lit me the fuck up and was like that's fucking dope this is like the best beat on a project in my opinion and lyrically I think it's a really cool approach to that question that really answers it in a way similar to how I would approach the answer. Like, I wonder, who do you believe in? I know it ain't me, which is an interesting start because, I mean, if you believed in him, he might be in a very different situation, but you also maybe probably shouldn't. I hope it ain't a priest or what you see on TV. I hope it ain't your pop-up partner. He only raised you, and I know it ain't your mom, even though that's who you came through. So in terms of who you believe in, in terms of who you put your faith in, it probably shouldn't be like the religion that you're getting preached or the messaging on TV or your parents or anything like that because if you're praying, it should be to some kind of divine bigger thing. Mm -hmm. I'm asking who you pray to. Some believe in angels. Some believe in one God. Some believe in Jesus. Some believe in all of it. And I don't mean a part of it ain't true. I know that someone started it and I know it ain't you. So that's an interesting point, too. That means that whoever we're talking to about God at any point, and even regardless to what your belief is or whatever it is, you're still just regurgitating somebody else's message. You didn't create the religion. You didn't create it. So you might advocate that. You might act like a certain expert. But, yeah, I was still just a regular person who created all the different things out there. Who, who, uh, who few relate to, like, I'm too confused. What does a Jew do? What does a black man in Iran who's never heard of Jesus choose? And who do you choose? The heart said to you, the mind said the truth. The blind led the blind where to heaven with a sign saying, I choose you, but left you behind. No one can explain it. And that's an interesting point that's always challenged me. It's like, I grew up through the church system, and, like, it always made me wonder, like, if the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ and God is a fair God. And that's part of it, too, is that God is a fair God. 
God. How does the Chinese kid who never heard of Jesus, I'm just giving an example, or that guy in an African tribe that's been blocked well, off. His example is the guy in Iran, right? Yeah, like, how do these people who could never have heard of Jesus ever, just like literally the people who never could have heard of Jesus, what happens to them? Anyway, and then he kind of also points out somewhere else, like, you know, I think that all the religions are part of the truth, but not any one of them is the whole truth. And that, like, maybe there's some shit like Pop telling me, or between you and me, no matter who you choose to be, Pop telling me that the Muslims won't make it, and the Muslims telling me that my Pop won't make it, yet they both praise him night and day, raise his name, until the day he came back to claim them. Is no one going to save them? And another take them? Doubt it. They're telling me I shouldn't live without it. Belief, relief for the doubters. It keeps me clad. I confuse what I'm doing to knowledge, but my God said choose. I choose you. Who do you choose? I hope it ain't me because I'm just an MC. It's just the idea that, like, everyone thinks the other ones are all condemned to hell and everyone thinks everything is a certain way. But meanwhile, he's going, like, I believe there is some God and there's something about the peace and the unity and all the good things that come from it. But this side of it is kind of whack. And I agree with him. It's like I, from the church experiences and even the I'm also Jewish, so that side of my life has always seemed like this exclusivity, like, what about everyone else, you know? God's supposed to be fair. Anyway, so I have my own theory. If God... Is if we are made in God's image, right? And that's a prevalent thing across multiple stuff. Like in a theory where where the essence of God and like man incarnate. Then we all have senses of humor. Maybe God's a joker. Maybe. Like why not? Why couldn't God have a practical joke sense of humor? Mm -hmm. It's arrogant for any of us to think he doesn't. Okay? It's to me, like you don't know God. I don't know God. It's arrogant of you to say I'm wrong. This is my theory. And I mean that to the super Christians and others who might be there. I'm like, but let's say God has a sense of humor. So God makes like a hundred religions, sprinkles them all over earth. And because he's funny and he's the father, you know, parental role. It could be a mother. Still, we're children. What are children like? Well, if you tell children something, they can't have it. Or there's some weird fucking rule. They believe it more. So knowing that there has to be a caveat to make us actually take it seriously because we're fucking stupid little creatures. He goes, well, this is the real way. This one. In all of them. He puts that little caveat in all of them. Why? Who fucking cares? This guy can do what he fucking wants. And everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, my way is the real way. And yep. that's how humans fucking find shit. We're stupid like that. That's my thoughts on it all. And I think that Blue kind of took a similar approach. And I thought that was really dope. I thought it was well constructed. I think it is a really cool and interesting perspective that many people don't have. So I give this a five. This is a standout song. This would be the song I would recommend from this project. Yeah, I mean, this is a really good song. Um, it's called uh, A Man, but it's oh, yeah. sort of like amen. a play on the word of amen. Um, and, like, it definitely sounds kind of like church choir-y in the background. Um, and as well, like, something else that he's kind of has touched on in a few of his songs, it seems like he's also struggling with um, maybe, like, being pulled into, like, the Jewish religion. Like, maybe he's, he's feeling like... Or maybe he has a parent that was Jewish. And um, so he, he he definitely seems to be kind of struggling with, like, he feels that he's a Christian. But I think that maybe, like, he's being influenced or something or another. Or he's seeing more of a pull towards uh, Judaism. Um, but he also talks about, um, you know, Islam and things like that. So I think that that's kind of just inter interesting that he's kind of talking about, like, all of these world religions. 
Um, and he's just kind of saying, like, like, who do you pray to? Like, is it, you know, is somebody started everything. And so it's just kind of like we're all just making up this imaginary person in our minds that we're praying to. And, you know, it's, it's just interesting to, like, you know, imagine what each person is imagining when they're doing that. Um, like, who do you see as, like, your version of, like, God in, like, your heart and your soul and in, like, your spirit? And um, he's learning, like, his religion, you know, he's he's learning about religions and he's doing that, like, himself directly. So I think which is important, I think that's something that he's talking about, that it's important for your own self-discovery. Um, and don't just believe, that like, the words that other people are telling you, like, believe you know, like you're like, go find out and discover and learn and take that time to like read about religions or whatever and take that, you know, knowledge and use that yourself to like make your own decisions. And don't just, don't just, you know, just because you were brought up one way doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way. And, you know, go, you know, if you're taught to like hate somebody of like a different religion, like why not take the time to be like, understand their religion and like delve into it and see that really it's all pretty much the same thing. Um, that's it. So it's, I like this one. It's, uh, just sort of like about like growing and, um, discovering yourself and just like kind of, you know, just growing, I guess. Um, I guess it's a 4.4 on five. I liked it. All right. So there's one more on this project. Mm -hmm. And the truth is exiles beat work is Sam from heaven. <laughs> so there's sampling something that Bonnie knows that I've never heard of. What song is it? <laughs> Pennies from heaven. Uh, yeah. And it has that. Well, th like this version, like I don't know wh where this version is from or if it's from something particularly, but it definitely sounds very Disney-esque. Mm. Um, either way, it is something I never heard uh, before, and it was very nice sounding, this little outro, and it's just a little instrumental, and it plays for a couple minutes, and it's almost like you went through this whole experience. Like it started with a little little in instrumental without blue with some Amy Winehouse covering other purples lyrics uh, presenting a scenario and now it's just ending and it's like just a little just a little soft like it's over like it's like you can picture the credits rolling like uh, after all this whole project has just been a movie and now it's time for you to go in like a very hip-hop kind of way just leaving it with the the beat maker or the DJ or whatever mm -hmm. just doing that instrumental cut at the end which is something we saw in like some of the earlier albums which isn't always around but it's still a cool move especially when you have exile doing your beats mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't have a lot more to add because it's basically just a little bit of yeah there's no that. rapping or anything on so, this one it's so. but it is so like it's very enjoyable it's mixed very well exile as usual great job i give it a 4.25 it's fine it yeah. does its job yeah i get a 4.3 all right, so I guess that's the end of this album review. Um, so to wrap up, I gave the project a 4.4. Um, it's it's kind of like this. If you're in the mood for super dense, lyrical, stream of consciousness, flowy, big word play, like you're really going to have to think about the lyrics a little bit. You want some excellent production, probably a little more jazz infused, sampling certain sounds from maybe that more New York feel. I would say maybe I'm wrong. Well, he's from California, so no, I mean I guess just like the, the jazzy. But he, sounds. I definitely, yeah, I agree with you because I definitely feel like, like the, the beats he was very inspired by Nas. And like you can feel like from the beats to action, just like there's this. I don't. It just doesn't feel so West Coast to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand what I'm talking about. 
but you just get like a lot of really well made, well constructed. Like it feels old school, it but it still feels like kind of newish in terms of like it doesn't feel like it was made in the old school. It just has that sound to it. I think if you're into all of that shit, this is a really good album about a confused man trying to balance the coming into terms of success and hating it. And seeing a lot of things in life that need to change and just pouring his heart and soul out to you. And it's like really not pop music, but it's really excellently put together. So there are people I would recommend this to, but not necessarily everyone. But I really yeah. appreciate having heard it. And it, I didn't honestly expect to have done four blue reviews, but that's where we're at now. Yep. Um, I gave this a 4.19, so that's like an 83.8%. So it is technically, um, it does qualify um, as um, a classic. But for me, like, this just wasn't my, like, you know, wasn't really my style. wasn't really my cup of tea. I do think that this is definitely for a certain type of listener or, like, you have to be in a certain mood or a certain point in your life to listen to this. Um, and it, it's very interesting. And I, I, I like it. It's... Um, I think like the mixing is really great. It is like a well created album. It's definitely worth a listen to, but is it going to be like your favorite? I don't know. You let me know. Yeah, so thank y'all for watching. We totally appreciate uh, you being here with us. Feel free to let us know in the comments any thoughts or opinions or ideas you may have, any stories about Blue and or Exile and or this album that you'd like to share. Totally open to hearing everything that you want to say. Special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Linda Williamson, the man who requested this review himself, Jonathan what, what? Barnes. Uh, so they support what they do. They helped us get a nicer camera. They they just give us motivation. And if you want to tell us what albums to review, you can be cool like them and check us out over at patreon.com slash behind that suit. Oh, it sounded disgusting. I never say that. I'm not going <laughs> to say that anymore. I just want to try it. You never know. Um, you get access to content early. I believe this video was delivered on time in the early category, but not always. So um, as we flush out things more, we'll have cooler stuff to share with everyone and make it even better. We have a public Discord if you want to chat with us and a private one for the patrons that nobody really wants to use. That's okay. Once we get more patrons, maybe more people want to use it. Um, and anyway, I uh, dropped a project recently. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's on Spotify's and Bandcamp's and on this channel and all that good shit. But really, if you want to subscribe to the channel, you'll get more cool, fun reviews with us. Yeah! And then some. Woo -woo. you can like the video if you did or you can leave a comment. And if you want to join this stumbly awkward journey through hip hop music <laughs> this is the place join to do us it. we're like unapologetically us and you know what if it comes down to real shit we're like youtube 2008 motherfucker all right peace have a great wake night whatever bye, time guys. you watch it bye <laughs>